All right, love us or hate us, we're back. This is Hyperborean Radio. I'm Celtic God. You are the Lorekeeper. The Lorekeeper, yes. And everybody out there in the audience, you're you. And uh, yeah, so we're going to have a vocab day today, at least in part. A vocab day, a uh, rant day. It's it's what we do. It is. And here's the thing is there's a reason we call this the uncensored podcast. If you just want fluffy bunny information, especially since it's Easter and we are actually literally putting out fluffy bunny information uh, just from like a couple of days ago, we did something on the Easter bunny. Right. Um, then I would stick to the Telegram. I would stick to the Wilder Homes Project blog and archive. Well, and the thing is, really, I'm not sure Instagram. how fluffy bunny even that is. Because, no, we're uh, we're tend uh, to we're <clears throat> almost every time we post something, especially if it's something thought thought provoking, um, our sub count goes down and then it creeps back up. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: is we're brutal by nature, and we're what most of the layman term assholes. Yeah. So um, we're just we're just gonna roll with it. Pretty much, we just decided, you know what, screw it. Nobody else is doing it. So, uh, yeah, took to give the fuck off, threw it over in the corner. Don't even came find it anymore. But we need to start with the name of the podcast. The Vril! Yeah. Vril, praise the Vril up in here now. And I am sure people in, in our circles have seen this word going around, Vril. V-R-I-L. Not to be Sometimes V-R-I-L-L. Not to be confused with krill, the backbone of the food system of the ocean. Or brill, which is apparently a word that I'm not going to look up. And definitely not brillo. Right. Well, and this is what spawned it. We saw this word being flung around. A lot. I got curious. I'm like, huh, that sounds kind of cool. Sounds like a cool word. This person is saying the word vril, V-R-I-L, sounds like they know what they're talking about. I will look this up. First thing I come across is, because I pulled it up on my computer, uh, let me see. Vril is a power source of a subterranean race of beings. The uses of vril amongst the vrilia vary from agent to agent of destruction to, to a, a healing substance. Sounds cool as fuck. And then you actually look up what a, it is. And then I kept going. Well, yeah. And then it turns out that it's a... From a science fiction fucking book. Written in 1871 by Edward Bulwer Lighton. That's uh, Edward. You can figure out how to spell that. B-U-L-W-E-R dash L-Y-T-T-O-N. The name of the book is The Power of the Coming Race. And it is a science fiction book. Uh, and and it, some, some of the covers just say coming race on it. It's... I think most people who use this word don't know what it means or they just associate it with like NS or somehow they associate it with German or Norse paganism. It, you're basically saying... It was made up for a science fiction book. That's what that book is. Should we talk it, about it, how we need to get a hold of the spice from Dune? The Vril. The Vril be with you. The power be with you. And also with you. It, yes. and And especially with me because... I am the Jedi Master. Your midichlorians are off the scale. But that's basically what Vril is. It's, it's the, the it's, power from fucking it's Star Wars. It's Force or Chi or Mana. It's some anime power system bullshit. Here, you read out loud better than I do. Can, can you read this, this top part here? Yes. Where Vril is the power source of a subterranean race of beings. The uses of Vril amongst the Vrilya vary from an agent of destruction 
to a healing substance. The Vrilya are a race of beings described in the novel titled Power of the Coming Race. The book was originally published anonymously, but was known to be written by Edward Buller Lighton, 1871. Lighton describes Vrilya as a subterranean race of super beings, sometimes said to resemble angels. The women of this race are known to be larger in size and more powerful than their smaller in stature male counterparts. Therefore, the females are both mentally and physically the dominant sex. Vrilya are descendants of an antediluvian civilization who live in networks of subterranean caverns linked by tunnels. This is a science fiction book. Are, yes. Am I going to have to explain how the Eloi and the Morlocks are fictional? This word is being flung around the pagan circles. But I just it, it, see what we have here is we have like well, a, well, the important a difference thing, of opinion. The important thing here is that the people with a lot of vril will bring balance to the force. I mean the vril. Well, it, it's it's fucking nuts. And when well, and when these people, because we bumped into them before, not over vril specifically, but over other bullshit, they're like, well, see, it's we just have a difference of opinion. No, no. This is not a difference of opinion at this point. I mean, this is a fucking science fiction book concept because that's where it comes from. I've looked for uh, when was the first time that, that we bumped across this a couple months ago. I mean, and I, I've looked and I can't. I found where it was based off from. The dude actually made the word up himself. So it's not even like the force where George Lucas, I think that's the guy that wrote Star Wars. I think so. Where George Lucas took two existing words, the existed first, and so did force. And then he put them together. Vril isn't even that. He literally made the word up himself. He took the first two letters from two different words in Latin and put them together because it sounded cool. One of the words, I think, is it's the first two, two letters for beef. In some and Latin. Boss is the other word, I believe, B O S. He made the word up, people. Well, and, and here's, Don't buy it when these people, they will say some of the dumbest stuff, and they will say it with confidence. And it sounds pretty, and it sounds cool, and it's easy to grab a hold of. Do not be misled by these people. I mean, here's my thing. Is it, is it slang? Okay, but if it's slang, then why are people using it seriously? Should we start referring to, I don't know, Odin as the dude? Well, Dudism, uh, Cthulhu, Jediism, all of these things have a religion. You could argue the Marvel Cinematic Universe is effectively treated as a religion. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't make it paganism. It definitely doesn't make it ethnic faith. But these people, they will, they will do this and call it ethnic faith. This is beyond UPG. Like, we don't put our UPG out there. And we do have some. Oh, yeah. I have, I have some, some UPG. Okay. I'm going to break the rule because that is one of our rules is we don't use UPG. We don't put it out there because we understand people are coming to us for information. And if we can't really back it up with something, we just don't put it out there. Sitting cross-legged, staring at a candle on high on mushrooms is not a valid way to research. Or, or whispering to the trees and they'll tell you the secrets of the universe. No, they won't. The trees don't know the secrets of the universe. So, anyways, the weird UPG that well, I'm going to well, bring up. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to... Oh, never mind. Never mind. Okay. You, uh, you said weird UPG, and it was yes. immediately... To My piece of weird UPG, which I would never put out there as as fact, 
as canon and is based off from nothing more than I just like the imagery of it and it makes me chuckle. And it doesn't really go against any lore. The old lady in the shoe. She was old and she had so many children, she didn't know what to do. In my UPG, this is Sif, the wife of Thor. Um, Yeah, she's the little old lady in the shoe or the old lady in the shoe is based off from Sif in my personal UPG. And it's actually pseudo backed up by by the lore because Thor's always bringing home children. Uh, there's two of them that's well, in that as it's written down. Magni, Modi, uh, I always forget the name of the two human kids. Yeah, one he of them. Roskva and Thialfi, yeah, I think, the, is their name. They're the ones that ate like the leg of the goat or something. Yeah. So <clears throat> it's even pseudo based off from lore. But I would never put that on our telegram. I would never speak about it here as if it were a thing. It is pure 100% UPG. It makes me smile. It makes me laugh. And I'm like, haha, isn't this fantastic? Well, that's like I have a UPG because I had a fever dream once where the hunter showed up. I usually just classify it as I was having a fever dream. However, in that same dream, I got gutted by the huntress who had some cat-like features to her, whether that was shape-shifting, fuck it. I do not push that the huntress goddesses are cat people. I'm not trying to tell people that they look like frickin' Chitara here. I mean, it's it's just a thing that happened. I don't even really take it seriously myself. But that is a UPG. I'm not about to put on our Telegram. I'm not about to put it on our books. I'm not about to put it really anywhere where I go on about how all the huntresses are secretly cat people. <laughs> yeah, because... It's UPG, and we understand this. And we understand because we have a platform, there is a level of responsibility. People listen to us. Well, my whole thing is why? Not enough yet. So make sure to spread us around like herpes. Give us to people that you love, people that you hate. Especially the people that you hate because people seem to enjoy it when we piss people off. Right. I mean, hate shares are just as good as um, love shares. Yes. But um, with the real thing, the word search that... Okay, the first word that I put in was Vril, V-R-I-L. You get a slightly different, uh, using the magic power of Google, by the way, you get a slightly different page opens up. So, and and it goes straight to the book, goes straight to the book. So then I'm like, well, what does Vril mean? Again, it goes to the book. It's just a slightly different choice of presentation. And then it'll actually give you like the popular use of it. I, I tried ancient word Vril. Doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. Everything that I type in, if it has the word Vril in it, takes me to this book, The Coming Age by Edward What's-His-Face in 1871. Well, I mean, this is the general thing that I think has gotten me fairly... It's like the whole post yesterday with Tweede. Tweede. da. Sorry. It just means tribe of the, or tribe of, or people of, or folk of. Uh, Potentially, if you really want to stretch it, god of, but it's actually closer to tribe of, people of. Well, it would be gods of, because it's inherently a group. Right. So, and there's some people, they're putting out some really nice, pretty things. Um, I'm going to pull into uh, another thing, unless there's something else that you want to say No, I just... Can you pull up something pretty and then just snip out... Oh, no, never mind. Uh, I think that you left all those channels, didn't you? 
Yeah, I don't follow people that get stupid. Right. Yeah. Well, to a point. Well, yeah, because here's the thing is I don't care if people disagree with me, but when they say things I know are blatantly false or are not backed up, like one of my biggest pet peeves is complete misrepresentation of gods. Like, for instance, Loki being evil. He literally does nothing evil the entire time. When he... Let me just describe Loki. Oh, and I, oh, I want to... How about this? Let's start with this this little tidbit, and, and it'll be a good, good primer for you. Loki is a liar. Loki doesn't lie the entire time. He lets you think what you want. And here's the thing. I want to make this very freaking clear. Neither me nor CG are Norse pagans. I don't have a horse in this race. Yeah, neither it is, do I. I am specifically being the individual trying to come to the defense of a deity who is getting a really bad rap because people need evil. They need a Satan figure, and they were handed one on a platter by the Prozetta that was highly Christianized, even though it doesn't make any sense that the Jotun are evil. Because the gods are Jotuns. The, 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 there is no fundamental well, difference. Well, it starts off with saying, these are some cute little stories of our ancestors when everybody knows Christianity is the, the real religion. Well, and here's religion. the other thing. The Prozetta is a bardic textbook. The Poetic Edda is a collection of mead hall songs sung by scalds. And if you've ever paid attention to people trying to make money by singing in bars or at rich people's houses, they take requests. And it's usually the ones that are usually funny. Usually the songs are the most ridiculous things. The ones that are of. funny. So like Harbard and Thor arguing. Uh, Freya getting her necklace stolen and then making a couple of people Thor fight. squeezing like his big ass into a, into a, a, a wedding a, dress. A dress. Yeah, I was trying to decide Loki, do having i describe his, it as a mini dress or a mini skirt or do, as a, it's as a it's wedding a wedding dress. dress well and here's the thing wedding gowns weren't even a thing so most yes. of those depictions are way off base i mean it just goes on and on and if you actually look at the stories from that perspective it also explains why odin is so popular mm. in those stories because what's more fun than a trickster that does fucked up shit like, yeah. just think of like modern murdering. Fiction. What is it? Four random giants just so to get a, job. get a job. And then he fucks the person who hires him. It's like Bugs Bunny, for instance. He is the most fun Looney Tune to watch because he's a trickster. He's fun. Go ahead. I need I need to get this out of my system really quick. But Loki, let me just describe the basis of Loki's plot line in the Eddas, specifically the Eddas. And we'll make that very clear. Loki is approached by Odin to become his blood brother. He then joins the Asgard, the Aesir. He then eventually has three kids. And those three kids are then, because of a prophecy, considered so monstrous that they are all proactively treated like absolute garbage. One is thrown into the sea. How would you feel if one of your kids was thrown into the sea and any time it bothered to lift its head up was beaten with a hammer? How would you feel if one of your kids was locked in a dark area, only to be given almost dead corpses on a regular basis. How would you feel if one of your children were tied down with a chain of ideas, but let's go with a literal freaking chain, with a freaking spiky thing in their mouth so they can't even close their mouth? And then, and then after they mistreat your kids and yell at you and scream at you and threaten to kill you, every single time unless you help them out. Then they have the gall to take their supposedly treasured, spoiled brat of a kid, make him borderline invulnerable, and then throw weapons at him on a regular basis. And then, and then when you call them out, 
uh, they, Loc- they, uh, that's a reference to Locus Seneca, right? Yes. Then when you finally, your, their kid dies, but your kids have been living in a living hell for a while, and they have the gall to throw oh, weapons at him. No, and your kids didn't do anything wrong. They were simply born. They that's were it. born and, wrong. and you brought your, your children to your quote-unquote friends and said, Behold my child. Isn't he wonderful? Yes. Fenrir, that, even, the, Fenrir was even trying to make friends in that one story. Yes. And then from there... They proceed to hunt you down after you let all their dirty laundry loose and none of them cared. None of them cared that they lied. None of them cared that they cheated. Well, none they of them, knew. It's they like knew. calling out our politicians and bankers now. They know they they're know. corrupt. And then when, they, when you just want to be left the fuck alone after that mess, after this entire ordeal, they come, they find you, they drag you back, and they bring your wife and your two kids out. Turn one of them mad and feral and have it kill the other one and tear out its organs. Take its take your other son that just died's guts and bind you with it. And then your wife starves herself so she can just hold a bowl over your head so you cannot have poison dripping on you all the time. And then when you finally get loose and you get your kids loose too, then you go back and take revenge. Yeah, that makes you evil, by the way. Yes, by the logic of people, that makes you that makes Loki evil. Personally, I'm surprised he waited that long to kill him. Yeah, because um, <clears throat> I think uh, the first one, because I, I'm not a Norse uh, a Norse pagan. Neither I, of us are. Ne- never really got into the edits. I, yeah. Anyways, wasn't the first child? Um, oh, and he the, also had sleep the world near. serpent. Oh, yeah. Uh, but but Sleipnir doesn't count because Sleipnir is merely a slave. Yes. Uh, effectively, based on Edic lore, Hel, Jormungandr, and Fenrir are effectively triplets. Okay. Um, but is, isn't is um, the World Serpent the first one that it, was I, mentioned as being... I don't remember which one was born oh. first. Either way, I would have lost my shit, most probably at the very first one. What the fuck do you guys think you're doing? Yeah. So, yeah, it's the way that it is. But, back to Vril. Vril. Because it sounds so cool, and people are, there's more and more posts popping up. These are communications that we're having right now is probably going to get less and less because it's gotten to the point we can't really look at most other pagan content because it's it's always just so full of nonsense. Well, and it's also this is <clears> the thing. Well-intentioned people, I'm sure. Well, for it, the most part, well, I'm, I'm not going to name any the, channels. I'm going because, to give them the benefit of the doubt and say the intentions are. are well, good. and some of them, it's actually more just because their content isn't bad, but it's not good either. And I, right. I just, we're working on too many projects to pay attention. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I was just going to roll into uh, Jediism because that is actually related to the Vril. Not directly, but the power or the Vril that you can manipulate the world with. Jediism is a philosophy mainly based on the depiction of Jedi characters in Star in Star Wars media. Jediism attract, attracted public attention in 2001 when a number of people recorded their religion as Jedi, probably as a joke to be honest, on national censuses. Sensei? Oh, whatever. Jediism is inspired by certain elements of Star Wars, namely the fictional religion of the Jedi. Secondary question, is Jedi, is Jedi based on Christianity? The Jedi believe in using their faith in, in the Force for the greater good. Most, uh, Yeah, always beware somebody that says greater good. You want to look at what greater good does? It causes mass graves. Mass graves. <clears throat> famine. Famine, death, pain. 
having your children's penises shoved into cages by a madman in Michigan. Oh, and sewn shut. Oh, yes. Mr. Kellogg. Oh, yes. But the good news is uh, his brother invented cornflakes. So I don't know who's more evil. Yes. Well, uh, yeah, because both the brothers are fucked right up in the head. Anyways, Jedi believe in using their faith and the force for the greater good. Most of their belief structure is closely based on some aspects of early and modern Christianity. One Jedi aspect is that or that is closely tied to early Christianity is the rule of two. I don't even really know what that is, but I'm guessing it's the, the rule good of two, versus that's evil. The, uh, the Sith thing. There can only be two, the master and the student. Yes, which is odd because that's Sith, the Sith religion versus the Jedi, yeah. but it's yeah. the same thing. Well, it's like, like Satanism. Else, it's like Satanism versus Christianity, yeah. except it's more complicated than that. But and actually, just to bring up another misconception, because I actually use the word evil. First of all, I'm raised in the modern day, so it's entered my vocabulary. It's like occasionally I'll say, "Oh God," I don't mean the Christian God, but it's just in my vocabulary. Evil does not exist in paganism. I use it as an adjective occasionally for people that are absolute shitbags, but it's not because evil as an entity exists. There is no god of evil. I don't care what people say about Chernobog. He's not the god of evil, nor is Loki. Definitely not Hades. Just ignore Hollywood on that. Brez, nope. Not even the Fomorians with the literal freaking supposed evil eye of Balor. Mm -hmm. But there is no evil. There is no as one you such, can... I mean... Literally grind up the universe down to the finest powder, to the finest dust, run it through the finest sieve, and show me one molecule of evil. It doesn't or good or good. It doesn't exist. It's context. And here's the thing: is I know that's this is how everyone goes when you point that out. Well, you think this say some horrible thing like so? so you think kicking, uh, raping puppies, and kicking them is and setting them on fire is good? No, you fucking idiot. No. You're taking words out of our mouth and using them in a very stupid way. Here's the thing. If evil doesn't exist, neither does good. There is a moral compass that people have, and it can change and ebb and well, flow. Well, and it changes from ethnic, uh, ethnicity to ethnicity. Each race of man has their own well, moral and compass. And then culture will encourage or reduce certain things. Right. It's like nowadays, if you appeared naked in, I don't know, the town square, people would probably take that very, very badly. Right. Go back 2,000 years... It wasn't that much of a big deal. No one really cared. That's why when I look out at the world now, I'm like, so many of these people are sick and broken. Well, like the what has happened to them? All right, and anyways, the um, the book that Vril is in, and the Vrilia, I believe, was the race because I've changed pages now. Um, it comes from the book The Coming Race. It is actually listed as a science fiction novel. It has also been published under real... Uh, I lost it. Where, where did it go? Where did it go? Somebody help. Vril the, uh, Vril the Coming Race. And apparently some people define it as life force. Yes. And um, I guess in the book, I've never read the book. And I probably won't now. Because I. I would just think of all these people posting about Vril and Vrilia and the Middle Earth and all the craziness that goes with that. It's the light. It's the healing light. Have we ever heard this phrase before? The light. The healing light. The light that is more pure and giving than any flame. Does this sound familiar? Well, here, while we're on this topic, let me ask if this sounds familiar. Guy comes into an area, claims he's a holy man. 
says, oh, you're, you're doing your religion wrong. You don't understand. That God is actually this God. And that God is actually not a God. You don't understand. It's a demon. It's evil. But this one is good, and it's the same as my God. But so is that one, and that one. But that one, oh, he's just a friend of my God. Well, and mostly people get pissed off at us. We was talking about this earlier. They get really mad at us because we're like, why are you doing this? Stop doing this when we present like Easter and Ostaras, two separate gods. And they're like, but you're taking it. No, no, I'm giving you a God that you didn't even know that you had. Well, and why are you taking the gods and jamming them together and making them one? Here's my question is, it's like everything else. I Etymology, I want to say this very clearly. Etymology is one of the most faulty sciences imaginable. The only thing it does well is translation. And even that's a crapshoot. It's a big crapshoot. Well, like you can trans... Well, it, doesn't, it doesn't actually do translation. It doesn't. If you look it up, it doesn't actually do translation. What it does is it, it helps give hints for translating. So you have to actually already have a grasp of the language, which is why the pen and the European crap can't exist because you have to already have an example of the language. Well, here's the other thing with the Proto-Indo-European or the pie. People talk about it like it's a theory. Pumpkin pie. Yes. And occasionally. No. Yeah. Pumpkin. Maybe sweet potato. The thing is, there is no such thing as a theory in social science, in history or anything of that nature. Not effectively, because it is just too insignificant. The only thing that theories exist in is physics, and that's pretty much just so physicists don't kill themselves out of depression. Right, because their rules constantly change, too. Yes. There is no theory in history. There is no theory in language. Yes, there will be things called theories, but they're better called hypotheses or best guesses. Yeah, because when they call it a theory, they're lying. Well, the amount of evidence that requires for something to be called a theory is so high that there is effectively no such thing as a theory. It is, it is almost in itself well, because theoretical. Scientifically, we can't even prove that we exist. Yes, we're just... I mean, for real. It is a real thing. We cannot actually prove... We're just the dream of the great Azathoth. Yeah, it, it is a legitimate possibility. There is no... We can't even prove that we exist. So if we cannot prove that we exist beyond a shadow of a doubt, where mathematically everything proves that we exist, how can we actually prove anything else? Because we know that we exist. The fucking I don't care if I'm some computer program, somebody else's dream. If I'm real, I can feel things. I get hungry. I, I go poop. I brush my teeth. I go to sleep. I am real enough. So what... Uh, well, I mean, come on. Here's my thing. Is it's foolproof. Entomology, the etymology is is proven beyond a shadow of it. No, it's not. No, it's not. And here's the thing is I have asked this question honestly before. What, if you take away the etymology, what do you have? Is there proof? It just, just as a thought experiment. Just mm-hmm. everyone in the audience. Oh, just who, watch them break down. Well, I had somebody. Get out the duct tape because if you, if, you, if you had bought and if you've been misled down this road of the etymology. Stop and think about the stories that you actually know. Well, that's well. Here's a here's an example of how etymology is not foolproof. Freya and Freya. If mm-hmm. we didn't have stories about them, people would say they're the same god. Same with Hilda and Hulda. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for example, another one. Well, fuck. Just modern English, knight and knight. Yeah. Or or um, man. I'm just 
all hot and bothered over the etymology. But a really good example of this is Easter, the goddess Easter. Mm -hmm. Her name means East or something like that. There is a dwarf in Norse mythology whose name means East. That thing that means East, that dwarf, is not Easter. She is now. Well, apparently for the etymologists... Just wait until next week. I'm just expecting that someone's going to start arguing that the gnomes, which are obvious ancestral totems unintentionally kept around because they've become cute, are actually just depictions of Astara because we've been misunderstanding the goddesses of Easter all this time, and they're actually small bearded men. Oh, I was waiting for you to go dwarves because I've actually heard that before. I'm like, no, 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 no. Go look at some actual folklore, and you will find out they are two different things. Yeah. Well, and here's another thing. Dwarves, just, just while we're on dwarves, by the Edda's lore, are comparable, if not equal to, if not potentially superior in strength to the gods in Norse mythology. Oh, yeah, because the gods is doing some serious backtracking. What is it? The story of Otter? Oh, yeah. Otter, uh, because they, they, they almost got killed by a bunch of dwarves. And then they demanded wear guild. Or um, they had to honor the dwarves who made all this shit that they couldn't make because they almost killed Loki until he thought his way out of his agreement. Mm-hmm. Like, and here's another thing. The dwarves have runes, and they got the runes the same way Odin did. Someone went and got them. So for uh, the elves, I think it was Dane, and it's Dvalin for the, um, for the dwarves. But it's, please, please, please. And I don't, I'm not going to say please very often. Please, read the damn Eddas if you're going to use them as your religious book. Right. I have an actual challenge. When you read the Eddas, try to ignore anything that you have learned before and try to read it with a fresh mind, with a fresh set of eyes. Well, that's just, that's exactly what I did. Because when I read the Eddas, I went into it with a completely clear mind. I did not think that Loki was evil. I didn't think Odin was good. I just went into it blind. That's how I came out the other end. Like, wow, a lot of these gods are just assholes. Mm-hmm. I don't even like the, the Eddic Thor. No, because he just straight up kicks a dwarf into the fire. Well, you and see why? That... Because he's mad at somebody else. Well, and then someone. And why tr- is he mad at that somebody else? Because they showed up and gave him a hand. Well, here's my thing: is people will try to argue. Well, you see, that dwarf actually symbolizes this. And yeah, as I... soon as you guys start getting all esoteric, the, you're the, off. These are songs You've sung lost in the plot. These are songs sung in mead halls. These aren't the sacred texts. Well, as soon, as soon as you guys start getting weird and esoteric like that, you have lost the freaking plot. You're not understanding something. It, it, it's like if you wrote a story, uh, this grand, wonderful story, and there's blue curtains in the story, and then some English professor, and you just picked blue because you liked blue that day. That was just the picture that, that was in your head, blue curtains. The blue curtains were billowing in, in, the, in the wind of the open window. And then a fucking English teacher gets a hold of it and starts explaining, well, you see, the author was extremely depressed and was thinking about removing their genitalia because of the modern pressures upon the modern man and woman. Oh, yeah, like all the great artists that magically became gay because somebody read way too far into their poetry and no one told them you're being fucking stupid. Or that words used to mean different things like, I'm sorry, gay used to mean happy. And lovers just used to mean, could mean friend. Right. It just meant two people that loved each other. It could be siblings. It could be a parent and a child. It could be 
to lovers. All of those were possible for lovers. Yes. Language changes. Keep track of it. Okay. So, anyways, on with some other things that we constantly see. And usually, I've seen it tied into this real thing, which honestly set up a red flag for me. The left-hand and right-hand path. So, I just typed in to my wonderful Google machine. And this is just quick Google search, not even getting deep into it. Right-hand, left-hand path. Left-hand path and right-hand path. In Western esotericism, the left-hand path and right-hand path are the dichotomy between two opposing approaches to magic. The terminology is used in various groups involved in the occult and ceremonial magic. And here's the thing. Go ahead. You were about to say something. Oh, I was just going to say it it is also linked to Christianity, um, which I believe if you follow the Wikipedia page, it'll explain this. And Christianity is the right-hand path, so the good path. And all of paganism and ethnic faith is the left-hand path. Which is why... Welcome, everybody, to the left-hand path automatically. Which is why when I see someone talking about following the right-hand versus the evil left-hand path in paganism, I'm like, you have no idea what you're talking about. Like, I've actually... We've we've talked to somebody who was super anti-left-hand path. They are a acclaimed pagan. They are... And she just went off on a tirade about, uh, what is his name? Edward Flowers, something like that. Anyway. Oh, Stephen Edward Flowers or something. Whatever his name is. He's a very big occultist. He was involved in various groups. Uh, Church of Set was one of them. She really hates him. Fair enough. There are people I don't really like. But then to call him left-hand path when you yourself a left-hand path. Stephen E. Flowers, uh, who wrote about the left-hand and right-hand path. Yes, and then on top of that, she uses what I recognize from when I was first starting out in paganism, because I actually read some of his books. Most of them are garbage. I read some of his books. I recognized one of the graphs she used as one that he used specifically for his books. She hates this guy and uses his graphs. Yes, well, and one of the books I wrote, and I'm just going to read the the partial synopsis I have here. Um, Lords of the Left-Hand Path, apparently that's a book that he wrote. From black magic and Satanism to Gnostic sex and a word I can't pronounce, fourth way, the left-hand path has been linked to many practices, cults, and individuals across the world. So what? This is, so when people talk about left-hand, right-hand path, you're correct. When you assume they mean the good and the bad, the good and the evil. Well, here's the thing is most people who think they're practicing quote-unquote witchcraft are just practicing occult nonsense. Yes. Because here's the Based thing. Based in, in the, uh, uh, the, the Jewish book, of, is it Kabbalah? Kab- uh, Kabbalah. It's a, type of, it's a type of magic they use. Uh, let's see, what else is there? It's basically just under the umbrella of Jewish mysticism. Yeah, you'll find all the magic circles and everything that everybody uh, the, likes like, and... Like, a lot of people, Chance. how they treat the gods is goitya. I might be mispronouncing it, but it's demon summoning. You oh, yeah, you summon, a, the, you summon you, the demon and then bend it to your will. Like, They're trying to do this to our gods. You draw a funny circle, like the Book of Solomon. And here's the thing, I, I got to get this off my chest. If you have a helm of awe tattooed on your body, you have Solomonic magic on your freaking body. You've been taken for a ride, and we're... Please look up a symbol before you tattoo it. And and if you've done this, don't go and get it removed. Just use it as a teaching tool. 
Look up a symbol thought, before you tattoo I, yourself. I got online and I saw the symbol and it looked cool. And then I asked about it and people told me it meant this. But now I know that it means this. Don't just listen to everybody. You can use that. You can use your mistakes as a teaching tool. Well, it's like we know people that got tattoos of completely different cultures. They know better now, but they got right, those it, tattoos for a reason. So. It, it's like the person that um, I got the, was it, kanji? That means strength, and it means chicken soup. Yes, or um, one of our friends got a really bitchin' tattoo of a non-European god, but he got it specifically for a reason. It's not my place to tell, but it's a good enough reason that it's like, Yeah, okay. I won't give him shit over it well, because he, it's, he also it's was, something that he earned. It was something that he earned. It was something important to remember. And it was done traditionally. Done traditionally, albeit not European traditionally. Right, well, traditionally bought... By that people, it was done traditionally actually by one of those people. Well, like you have a tattoo that's not ours, but you, yes. just like him, you earned fought, it. I fought and won mine. Yes. And I have no tattoos because I don't classify myself as having earned them and I don't really, I'm not somebody who's going to get like 50 tattoos from my chin all the way down to my testicles just because I think they look cool. And I, wanna I, I don't want to read a whole of bunch of nonsense, so I'm just going to skim through and this is just... The reason why I'm doing this is because this is the lowest effort possible. And it's still showing that people don't have the most basic understanding. Right. So right hand, left hand path, and the middle something, something, something. In the Indian religions of Hinduism, Buddhism, Sikhism, and Jainism, you have the right hand path and the left hand path. The right hand path, da, 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 da. This is the lowest possible effort, and already it's become pretty obvious. One, it's a I cult. never do research this low. No, this is this is this isn't even how we do research. This is how most people do research. We're just mimicking it to show the base level of effort required to see through it. The left and right hand path. At most, it's occultish, it's Abrahamic, and apparently it's Dharmic. Because right. newsflash, I, Universalist I, I can... Release needs an evil and a good. Typically, I don't take the, the first terms, but I've actually dug into this stuff before. And no matter how deep I dig, it keeps saying this. Like with Vril, I looked for a while. No matter how deep I dug, it always came back to that same book with the left-hand, right-hand path. It always comes back to this. And let me ask some questions because we actually put this on the Telegram, but I want to ask them. And I want to ask them honestly. How are you doing ethnic faith? If your view of the gods is from India, if your view of wise men is from Siberian Mongoloid tribes, if your view of the afterlife is from the Middle East, if your view of spirits is from the Indians, and if your view of ritual is Hebrew, none of these things are ours the way people are doing them. Please just think about that. And, and try to answer it honestly. Because I know a lot of people has been misled down these paths. Well, a lot of it is because Wicca is the New Age religions, which include Wicca, more or less. Mm -hmm. And the New Age religions that got started by the hippie movement, which was a bunch of basically spoiled boomers. They basically took whatever they liked from Hinduism, from African. I mean, it's like it's not uncommon to see. Literally, them. it's a grab bag. That's what they did with a yeah. grab bag. Religion. And then that's the basis that a lot of people are basing their ethnic faith off of. It, you, it's not ethnic faith if you're basing it off of what the hippies looked into, guys. Right. Well, and that's why people have to try so hard to do it. 
It's because it's not natural to the Hyperboreans. Well, like we've gone off on people before because they will argue that the um, that we are we sacrifice animals. Well, they'll go so far as to say we sacrifice humans, which is nonsensical. And we can probably do a whole podcast on that, so I won't go too far into that. But animal sacrifice, we did do it, just not in the way people think. Mm-hmm. Like if you have a, we still do it today. Well, yeah, it's if we have, say, a pig that we're going to slaughter for Yuletide, we might do it in honor of Frere. People did that. But then we ate the boar. Yeah. Or um, say someone. Or, or what's the most common is, let's say, the Yule celebration. Let's use the Yule celebration again. The Yule celebration this year, for whatever reason, we decide we're going to make Frere the king of Yule. Why? Just because we like them this year. We had a whatever. It doesn't matter. So I have a pig. I will sacrifice my pig, except for I'm not sacrificing my pig to Frere. I am sacrificing my pig, meaning I am giving up my pig for the celebration. So who am I actually sacrificing this pig to? To everybody that's showing up because everybody's going to get a share of it. I, it's something I gave up. I gave up willingly. And me being me, without second thought, with no uh, seeking of acknowledgement even. But that's me. Somebody else might sacrifice it to the people and be like, just let them know where the pig came from, will you? Huh? But the pig is being sacrificed to the people, and Frere is just there. That's how we do animal sacrifice. Here's the There's thing. no evidence actually to contradict that at all. Well, None. An- another big pet peeve of mine, and I got to get this one off my chest too, is... The idea that every, say, macro group, so the Slavs as the Slavs, the Germanics as the Germanics, the Celts as the Celts, all or the Greeks as the Greeks, all had the same standardized pantheon. Let me compare that to folk Christianity, because Christianity has a book. I mean, granted, there's a few different versions of it. Uh, Roman Catholicism, Orthodox Catholicism, etc. And they all are supposed to have the same book. They don't, but let's go with what the general belief of Christianity is, that they all have the same book. They just interpret it different ways. One family and the next-door neighbors in an entirely Christian town will not practice Christianity the same way. And that's, that's Protestantism with far fewer things to work with. Let's get into the Catholics, where you can have a folk saint that exists literally in this one town. You can have like 17 versions of Mary in one region, or hundreds. I mean, well, I, shoot, in the same church. Yeah. Because well, like, I've been invited into Catholic churches before. I'm like, hey, who's all, the, who's all the, the chicks up there? Oh, that's Mary. Oh, okay, it's Mary, because I have a loose understanding of Christianity, and they're like, this is Mary of this, and this is Mary of that. Oh, so they're all different. No, they're all the same, Mary. What? Well, that's like I uh, uh, talking to one of our Spanish friends, Alex. Mm-hmm. He actually started going down a list of different Madonnas or Marys mm-hmm. from Spain, and just, just, just reading the start of it was like 30 freaking Marys mm-hmm. just in Spain. And that wasn't even the whole list. That was like, the first paragraph of a really long essay. Yeah. That's Christianity that has a standardized book and things that can be considered heretical or blasphemous. Now let's go to paganism where you have oral tradition, ancestral gods, 
tribal gods, gods of things you do, gods of things you don't want to do, gods that just kind of hang out in the forest, unnamed gods that hang out by the seashore, etc., etc. And it all changes depending on what you do, who your family is, where you live, what you do for a living. Have you been attacked recently by a great warlord? All these things, all in a beautiful thing known as folklore, also known as racial memory, also known as oral tradition. Or ethnic faith. Or ethnic faith. one of faith. the actual definitions of folklore. Yes. Here's oh, a- sorry. Ethnic faith sometimes will also be referred to as ethnic religion. Well, and here's another thing. Ethnic also is a synonym for pagan or heathen. In fact, they would call young children because they didn't used to baptize you when you were basically just old enough to not drown when you're dipped in water as little pagans. In fact, the unbaptized, and here's the thing, is if you didn't consciously understand what you were doing, you are technically unbaptized like myself. I never went through confirmation, even though I was baptized in the Catholic faith. As It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. So I get to go to the heathen gods by the church's own lore. Right, not, whether not, you want to or not. Not hell, not heaven, not even purgatory. My gods, regardless of what they believe, because well, the church... regardless of what you want. Say you did want to go to the, the Christian heaven because you haven't been confirmed. You don't get to go. No, and here's the thing. Like, I've, I've gone off on it on the telegram. St. Nicholas covers up an array of gods, and basically, if you look at his lore, he took over as a lord of the wild dead. Uh, you have St. Notburga, which is pretty obviously a mixture of Hertha and Perchta, mixed with a little bit of St. Hermit bullshit. Guardian Angels. That's just Ancestral Spirits rebranded. Would you buy... I mean, if I just took a really shitty beer and put it in a different bottle, is it not just the same shitty beer? And in the same token, if I have a really good bottle of whiskey and I just put it in a jug with three X's... Okay, that actually makes it sound better. But... Basically, you I put still it have in a, in a cleaned out bleach bottle. Yes. Is it still not a good whiskey? Just because you change the wrapper doesn't make it the, a different thing. Just like here's the thing. There are many different names for the Christian God. And one of them very quickly is becoming Odin. Don't fall for this stuff. There is so much variation. And I understand that gets intimidating. It gets intimidating to think that Woden woad. Wotan and Odin are different gods because but then... But you don't need to know them all. That's the thing. Well, no, and we've actually said it before. In, if you don't know enough, just say God of War. That doesn't mean there's only one God of War. Right. Understand there are many... We have many gods of war. Yes, but yours, the one tied to your bloodline, your ancestry, is the one that will hear you. It's like if I call my grandpa, he'll pick up the phone. If someone, I don't know, a friend of mine from work, calls my grandpa, he's going to let it go to voicemail and be very confused why this unknown number is calling him. (laughs) That's kind of how it works. Yeah. We're getting towards the end, but I wanted to give another warning that I've seen. uh, Plant another red flag for you to look for. The Eye of Fatima. F-A-T-I-M-A. I've seen that in some pagan circles. Some quote-unquote pagan circles. Uh, The... Eye of Fatima is also known as the hand of Mary, the hand of Miriam, the hand of the goddess. If you've you've seen these phrases, you might want to back up a second. And um, you can find it under Hamsa, I believe is is how it's pronounced. It's H-A-M-S-A. They're all the same thing. Yes, and here's the thing. If you've ever wondered why the Wiccans are suspiciously uh, 
Abrahamic in some ways. Keep in mind that one of the most popular deities in their entire group is Lilith. Okay, and I'm going to read just a, a little excerpt from uh, from the Wikipedia page. Oh, hold on. Uh, the Hamza, Abri- uh, Arabic, blah, 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 uh, Romanized, and so on and so forth. There's a lot of examples from, um, from various languages. It is a palm-shaped amulet popular throughout North Africa and the Middle East, commonly used in jewelry and wall hangings. Depicting the right hand, an image recognized and used as a sign of protection in many times throughout history. The Hamza has been traditionally believed to provide defense against the evil eye, which I've always been confused by the evil eye, too. I don't, honestly, I don't think the evil eye is a, is a Hyperborean thing. Anyways, now to the little excerpt that I wanted to read, which is below that. The use of of this name for Hamza is an extrapolation from pre-Islamic use of Hamza and possibly an incorrect association of the symbol to venerated feminine characters of Islam as well as other faiths involving the use of such names as the hand of Mary, the hand of Miriam, and the hand of the goddess. Yeah, yeah. Remember the eye of Fatima because I have seen that one used and the hand of the goddess, trying to claim that these are Hyperborean things. They are not. Well, and here, here's just the basics and of it's what not we're that trying I trust to say. Uh, uh, Wikipedia. Wikipedia very much either. For me, it's like a starting point. Most time, the I would say it's like 85% accurate, whether they like the information or not. And then I dig deeper because, yes, I know that there's people that's called Nazis and white supremacists and fascists and so on and so forth that they are not. I understand that, but I don't look those people up. I look up this other information now, run through my own research system, and most of the time, some of the stuff might be slightly misrepresented on Wikipedia, but it's usually gets you in the ballpark. Never stop with Wikipedia, though. No, it's a very bad idea. Not, not if it's something that you actually want to know about, but it, it's a good enough to get you started. Site. So, so, Yeah. And again, like you said earlier, this is not our normal research patterns. This is the absolute minimum that we expect of people. Well, basically, if what you're going to say is... it, and let me be specific here, only people that say, I've been doing this for 20, 30 years. I know what I'm doing. Listen to me. Bow down. I am telling you whatever. Or I do all my own research. I research all the time. This is the absolute minimum. Well, Random, fat-ass, lazy people that I work with know certain things about, for example, Celtic mythology. That pretty much every story has a war or a horrific death. Or a, right, all confused about the... the, why, the why is it so feminine? Why it doesn't make any sense. Because you can't have a wedding without a war. Or some random shitlord or edgelord at work. Uh, I'll bring up that Odin is, in fact, based on his stories, a dick. And they're like, yep, because they've read enough to know... He's a dick. And this is someone that actually thought that Thor and Loki were adopted brothers. So they've done just enough research to know this, but they're still using the Marvel uh, genealogy. Right. Well, I've, I've talked to people that aren't heathen before, and they started off with the, oh, Thor and, and Loki are adopted brothers, and they're both the sons of Odin. They started off with that, but they was curious. So they went and looked, and they told me it was immediately apparent that this is not the case, that they are not related, 
and that it's Loki and Odin are blood brothers. So if you want to give any relation to Thor, Loki is Thor's uncle, according to the Eddic tradition. And not by genetic relation, but by specifically accepting the invitation to join the tribe. Right. Which, hey, if someone that famous like Odin showed up and said, and I didn't know anything about well, their personal characters. Well, who's to say it's Odin was the famous one? Maybe it was Loki. Well, that's probably what happened. Because why else would Odin show up to do something like that? He specifically... Yeah, Odin doesn't do anything if it doesn't profit Odin. Yeah, so making blood brothers means he basically acknowledged Loki as an equal. Right. And honestly, like Scandinavians, I encourage Scandinavians to follow what the what historical context says that they actually followed, which was mostly the giants and the giants of Scandinavia. If you're Icelandic, go ahead and follow the uh, the Eddas. Um, there is some some uh, overlap with Scandinavian and in particular Norway, because I'm not going to dispute that. Um, what was his name? Snorri's. Snorrison or whatever the fuck whatever his name, his name was, was. Sorry, uh, Sterlison. went to Norway to fill in some gaps. I won't dispute that. But historically, in a historical context, the Scandinavians actually more venerated the giants. It was commented on by uh, academics, visitors to the area, and priests even. Well, and here's the thing is, by all standards, Odin, uh, Odin and Thor are both giants. Right, but the... Um, even the, by the time these historical contexts was written down, they didn't the the not the people that weren't directly involved didn't realize that those gods weren't or were actually giants. Because what they're talking about is like Scotty, uh, who, whoever the fire one is, Logie, um, Logie, um, worshiping um, various mountain deities or swamp deities or. That's snow and ice. Oh, yeah. So they were venerating nature. And and that's that's one. It even shows up in the fairy tales, like uh, the three princesses of Whiteland. Right. There are. But for the priests, that is unfucking acceptable. So they will write lots of complaints about that. And for the, the visitors from other areas, to them, it's a curiosity. So they're going to write it down. Oh, they don't actually. They, they have gods, but they don't really venerate the gods. They more venerate the giants. It's written down historically. I don't expect everyone to look into it that deep. No. Oh, what it, was the story that you was telling? Oh, the princesses of Whiteland. There are multiple deities that show up. I think there's one of the ocean. There's one of, like, the forest, etc. Why doesn't Njorder get any love? I yeah. think that's his name. The the sea, the, the Scandinavian the, the, sea god. Uh, sailing god. Aegir is the god of the sea. Okay, um, the one with the clean feet that the girl was like, Njorder. you got some sexy feet, buddy. That's Njorder. <laughs> uh, Njorder, well, and actually, I've pointed this out before, is based on topographic names and folklore, the biggest gods in Scandinavia proper. And there's some geographic split on these. is Freyr, Freya, Ullr, Thor, Skadi, and Njorder. I mean, the entire region is named after Skadi. Yeah. So, you know what? Don't don't pay no attention to her. She wasn't important. Well, what? Fr- well, Frick Uller is more venerated in Colorado now than he is in Scandinavia. It's weird. Which is honestly, it's kind of sad. It's kind of neat too. Well, yes, both. Well, it's like there are spirits from Europe that specifically came over here with us somehow. Um, like you go up to northern Minnesota on the mountainous area, uh, there are spirits that are specifically from the Alps, the French Alps specifically. Um, oh, 
the conversation that we was having earlier because I don't want to forget it and I kind of want to toss it out there into the wilds. When we was talking about things that just don't exist yeah. and the name that I came up with, with for it, Leprechaun Magic, yeah. because leprechauns don't fucking exist. That's how you make an Irishman angry is by talking about leprechauns. Well, one that actually knows what the hell he's talking about. Leprechauns don't exist. Oh, yeah. So, for things that just aren't a thing, like witches flying around on broomsticks. I mean, it's a the, cool the, imagery. The magic Kabbalah circles, all this other stuff that people do, and fairies with wings. That's all just leprechaun magic. Well, there are some giant red flags that I that if people are doing. Like, if someone says they've been pagan for 10 years but then tries to argue with me that fairies have wings, I know that they're full of shit. Or, I've been pagan for 10 years. I am a follower of this group that I'm not going to mention. And Thor, and we all know that Thor and Loki are brothers. Okay, you're full of shit on one level or another. Well, and here's the thing is, like we were talking about earlier, we have been posting almost daily... And in fact, for a long time, we were doing it daily. Yeah. Lore posts to our Telegram, strictly from European folk faith, from ethnic Never faith, culture. Never once had to use pumpkin pie. Never had to use pie at all. Never used... And we even... Most of our posts actively suss out and remove the Christian influence. Mm -hmm. If we can do it with guardian angels, you better bet your bippy that we can do it with a freaking fairy tale. I don't know what a bippy is, but yes, I am willing to bet my bippy. You got gumption there, son. Gumption. But, oh. yeah, it, it, and here's the thing. We've been, we've had our uh, our telegram for how long? Uh, two about years? two years now. About two years. Going on. And we've been doing this publicly for three years, all at one solid go, even though we had a different show name at one point. Never. How do you do, and we used to do, what, three three podcasts a week? Well, sometimes we do four or five. Yeah. Never. Had to lean on pie ever once. Never once had to lean on magic circles or even just feels. Well, I'm confused why, like English pagans, you have an absolutely fascinating folk faith. Look at your mumming traditions. Look at your various festivals. Look at all this stuff. Well, it is a beautiful. What's the, what's the excuse that people always use for going to those things? There's not enough left. How the fuck could we do this for three years and never touch anything outside of Hyperborea if there is nothing left? It's simple and honest question. Well, like there was someone that actually contacted us on our Facebook page, Wilder Homes Project. Um, and he actually tried to make the argument that, well, there's nothing in England. So I then listed a very long list of things he could look up. And from then on, he never made that argument again and actually started talking excitedly about some stuff because he actually knew it. Yeah, it's, see, I like those people. The ones I don't like are, well, there's nothing on Scotland. Boom. Oh, Here's yeah. a flood of information really quick. Pick it up, run away with it. Oh. It's yours. And then never speak to us again. Oh, yeah, that actually happened. We had somebody show up on a live stream once when we were still doing YouTube. Trying to call us out. Trying to call us out saying that, oh, there's nothing on Scotland, unfortunately. Me. Pull in like five it, seconds. Yeah, it took you almost no time, almost instantly. Here's a link. It's a dig it's a whole book on Scottish mythology, all stories, enjoy. Yeah. So these people that say, well, we don't have anything. They haven't looked. They're, they For them to do their universalistic bullshit, they require for us to not have anything. And since we do have so much, instead they go for the second best and they try to convince everyone else that we don't have anything. And I'm sure that everybody in the audience has talked to those people. And I wouldn't doubt it if there's a couple out there that are those people. 
Just stop. Just stop. We have lots. We don't have a book. We have a library. We don't even have a library. We have many, many libraries. You couldn't build a building big enough to hold all the books that just contain our lore. You can't do it. It's just too big. The building would fall in on itself. And if you don't believe me, just think about the size of some of these libraries and all the books that they have have in them. And just like one library. Now realize how many libraries are we have. And many of them have unique stories in them. I'm convinced the, the largest skyscraper, even with all unique text, we would more than fill it. Can well, I prove that? No, I'm being hyperbolic. But I would bet a whole dollar on it. Well, here, I will give a free starting point to most people, depending on, uh, of the lesser known. If you're Basque, look into Mari and Akerbelts. If you're Slavic, Perun, Velez, Morena. That's a good starting point. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're Baltic, look into Jurate, look into uh, Perkunas, look into uh, Bear Slayer. It's an epic. I think there's an English translation on Gutenberg. Yes, it's Christianized, but it has some Baltic mythology in it. If you're finished, Kalevala is easy go-to, but there's some a lot of important stuff on bear cults and various folk songs. Back to the Baltic, Danas or Danos, folk songs that you can that are short but have mythology in them. If you're Scandinavian, look to your freaking fairy tales. Iceland, you're one of the least screwed, but you also have plenty of folklore and fairy tales. Just pull Enjoy. the Christ out of the uh, out of the books. I, the, yeah, the two books I was writing for you. Uh, Germanics, and don't ignore your folklore. Germanics, look stuff. at your folk customs. I mean, Northern Germany has the Brocken and Externstein. There's folklore around these areas all the time. The Harz Mountain has like twenty different gods mentioned in its folklore, just in that mountain range. And then you have get into the Alps. Look into Hala, Perchta, Krampus. If it wasn't obvious enough, that's an alpine horned god. He's not the demon. He's not the devil. He's not evil. He's a fertility god of the dead. The French, the Gauls are a pretty easy go-to. Look into, But you can also look into more modern ones like Bourbonus, Harlequin, various things. The, the epic the matter of French, France with Charlemagne has plenty of things in it. Spain, look into Velico, look into the Celtiberian stuff. Uh, Italy, look into the cult of the home. Janus, Cardia, Karna. Th uh, there are so many gods that get ignored because they're not the ones that are based off the Greek, but they're beautiful. Look into them. Uh, the Greek, you guys have the easiest way to go about it because you have the most amount of stuff, but it is also fucked but with. But don't so just stick with the, the main yeah, stuff. Look into your folklore. Contact, uh, if you can, contact Greeks that are looking into this in Greece. Oh, yeah, because there's Greeks in Greece that's trying to share the information and get it out, but they're being shoved to the side by academia. Yes, and there's a lot of misconceptions there. And that's just for the start, people. Zeus is not who you think he is. Wilderman Customs. Folk songs, even embroidery. I mean, look into American folklore if you're an American, because that continues. Well, look at history. Everybody ignores history. There's so much information in history. I told you this, what, two years before you started looking? Well, well, and then you're like, oh, wow, history actually holds a lot of... Well, like in America, some of the obvious ones, Erglave, the Pennsylvania Dutch heathen tradition based off their folklore. And yes, the gods came with us. Thor is mentioned specifically as being in Vinland. And then you have... Uh, the Hexenkopf, which is the freaking stone that is Hala's throne in Pennsylvania. Uh, what, you have what's the, the, uh, the, he's mostly in Texas. It's the Irish God. Uh, uh, I can't think of Finn his McCool. American name. Finn McCool. Finn McCool. Uh, then you, of course, have things like the Cajuns. Every time they have Mardi Gras in 
New Orleans, there are two gods that are unintentionally venerated, Bourbon and Harlequin. Both of these are gods. And that's just the stuff we brought over with us, and that's just this the tip is of why, the iceberg. This is why people want to take take your gods away and jam them into There's, as few gods as possible. So because, it's for control. Yeah, exactly. Because here's the thing, is if you can make one of the pagan religions, the pagan religions simple enough that it can work as a universalistic faith with its own bible and get enough people in it you're the new chosen ones yes and he he said that exactly right and here's the thing is in america we also have our own gods there's a really good channel that actually covers this on telegram the american spirit check it out columbia the goddess of america born out of our joy at the new country, the new nation we'd made. Paul Bunyan, born of our spirit in the forest, risen through. Pecos Bill, inventor of the cowboy. I know it sounds silly. And then there's just the sheer amount of spirits here. You have no idea how much spirit lore. The troll capital of the world's in Wisconsin, people. Paul Bunyan fell in love with the lady of the lake. He touched the sun to bring its light to earth. There is pagan folklore up the wazoo here. Just look for it. And it's not just in America. It's through the Americas. So it's everywhere. And we don't know everything. This is... We will never know everything. We can't. One person cannot know everything. Two of my favorite things, and there's just so much lore in these alone. The Wildman costumes, which are extremely varied, and they're all across Europe. The Wild Hunt. That's another really big one. And then don't overlook Animal Cult. The Easter Bunny is a bunny he can take human form but he's a bunny just like easter oh, and he's got a wife yes who is probably easter or maybe astara i don't know but it's probably a goddess and guess what she's human but can take bunny form mm -hmm. and then you have lawless who appears as a squirrel and you have all the gods that are just animals bears foxes they all have their own role the magpie we did a whole thing on it for well weeks. and our whole point is is don't let anybody take you for a ride. Question things. And we understand some things, they just sound cool. Well, and here's... But they're using it to manipulate you. Like the news thing. I, I, I mention this all the time. People are now admitting that the, the news took them for a ride with the whole COVID-19 thing. Not everybody, but there's the red flags went up. They started doing their own research and they're like, nah, something's wrong. But... All this stuff is coming out now, and people's like, oh, the media, they took us for a ride. Oh, there's a news story. Let me dial into CNN. They'll yes. tell me the truth this or time. Or NPR or whatever. Or pick one. It doesn't matter. They're, they're, they're all lying all the freaking time. They're only good, really, to get headlines and then go do your own looking. Well, and ever. Here's it, that's all that they've ever been good for. Well, and here's another just fun tidbit. Just, just to finish off, because I think we're about, about done. Yeah. Ethnic faith is, by definition, ethnic. And here's the thing. We do it instinctively. The church couldn't yeah. get rid of it, so it just rebranded. When you see a statue of a gnome, when you see a statue of an angel, or just an, an old warrior, or a Minuteman if you're American, mm -hmm. a, a Civil War soldier, these old dolls. Oh, these... shit. One, one that I saw, I saw it on Instagram. I'm not going to say who. But they're showing off um, this wonderful altar. And I am not a big one for altars. I shit all over them because of the way most people use them but it's set up it's cool it looks awesome my suggestion um because i i'm guessing it's in their backyard use it for a table when you have cookouts 
actually use it for something. Yeah, something tangible. Because here's the thing. If, if you're going out of your way to do odd things, you're not actually following. We're extremely. Faith, um, you're not. If it feels natural, then you probably are much, ve- much closer. We're a very pragmatic people. Yeah. One, of the, one of the most famous and prolific continuations of house spirit idols is the nutcracker. Yeah. It is a functional, you know, this is, this is my nutcracker. It's a, it's the the house spirit idol of my great grandpa. It's going to help. Grandpa's going to help me crack walnuts. We are pragmatic like that. We've always been pragmatic like that. And then on top of that, the crucifix is Armenian. The Celtic cross is Celtic pagan. The iron cross is Germanic pagan. Mm -hmm. I can go on and on people. You want to see a good laugh? Look up Baltic crosses. They just stopped caring by that point. There's a, (laughs) most of them look like flowers or like people wearing fancy hats. Oh, yes. This and is a cross. This is a cross. It kind of looks like a guy jumping up really happy with a funny hat. It's a cross. <laughs> nod, nod, wink, wink. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, I know a lot of people have been taken for a ride. It's, it's not necessarily your fault. And I honestly, I don't blame anybody that doesn't. Um, uh, word starts with a P and they push it on people. Perpetrate. Is that the word I'm after? If, if they don't push it on other people saying this is how you do it. Then I, you know what? It's fine. Well, like there are some silly things that everybody does. It's just I've been wrong before. Yeah. I'm giving people wrong information, but then what I do when I find out I was wrong, I go back to them. And I'm like, yeah, you probably don't want to do that. I was mistaken. Yes. And here's the thing, people. I say this stuff not because I want you to do exactly what I do, because. Simply put, I don't want no, you to we, do exactly what we what. want is every one of our tribes of people to grab a hold of their eth- oh. their true ethnic faith. And the, the ethnic faith of a Scandinavian and a Celt, they're different. They're, there's the same base because we're from the same hyper tribe. So we have the same bio spirit, but they have their own. The Celts have, we have our own. Same way with the Germans. It's the same bio spirit, but they have their own ethnic faith their own ethnic way to go about it, their own specific heroes. What? Good. Well, I'm just going to say, like, you're Irish. I'm Alpine, Germano, Celtic. Neither of us do the Norse paganism because we're not Norse. We're not saying no one should do it. We're saying do your actual ethnic faith or else it doesn't matter if the God is white because there are people that have tried to convince me to go back to Christianity by arguing Jesus was actually white. Well, and then some people are like, but I'm like 25% English and, and 25% Irish and I'm 3% Scandinavian and I got some Slavic in there and some, some Gaulish in there and, oh yeah, just a touch of Greek. Then look at all of those things. Just, just look. Just introduce yourself to them. And then see what, see what happens. You don't have to actively pursue any of them because like if you're in America and you're one of, the, one of those people like that, and the thing is, some of the stuff will just jump out at you. You don't have to pick. That's the wonderful thing. You don't have to pick. You don't have to. Well, that's like the God of the Day book that I'm writing. It's going to be out this year if I have to freaking not sleep for a week and a half. It is going to be set up as to have as the most amount of information I can fit in about the smallest amount of space. I want it to be like an introduction. I, want, I don't want to write an essay on every God. I want each God to have enough information that people can actually think instead of just being introduced to Odin, Tyr, Thor, or Zeus, Athena, Hera. 
they can actually look at just the sheer breadth. And this would just be volume one, 365 gods, and I'm going to do it again. There are so many. We should not neglect the ones that are less famous just because it's a little harder to find them. So anyways, we, we got to cut this off. Otherwise, we'll go for another three hours, which will involve toilet breaks. So I'm going to shoot out of here. I'm going to say I, I hope that I gave you guys some, some red flags to watch for. Uh, look into the things that, that we talked about today. So look up Vril. Look up left hand, right hand path. Look up Jediism. Look up... Uh, the hand of Fatima. Yeah, the hand of Fatima. Um, look those things up and see what you decide. Otherwise, yeah, you can take my word on it because sure, why not? Fuck it. Sometimes you just have to do that. Anyways, I'm out. Um, you guys don't keep your head down. Don't keep your mouth shut. Stand up for what's fucking right, no matter what the cost. And uh, hopefully your powder stayed dry because the shit's already flying all over the place. And the Lorekeeper is just going to say, I've said my piece. Lorekeeper out.